Welcome to the Macros for Life podcast, where we talk all things macros, business, and marriage. We're your hosts, Eve and Randall Guzman. Visit our website at www.gtransformationacademy.com, where you can download our free How to Track Macros guide. This guide has helped over 15,000 people start their macro tracking journey. Excited for you guys to meet Megan Yelaney. Some of you guys may be familiar with her because we've collabed and done some other stuff together. You've probably seen her, um, for those of you guys that are newer, digging through the modules when she was a guest in the past. But um, this human, you guys, is so important to me. I'll put her handle in a second down in um, the chat box if you guys didn't grab it from the um, Facebook event, but Megan and I have been best friends for quite some time um, in business and also in all things life. It's been amazing, you guys, to see Megan grow. I feel like this is the perfect topic for you today because um, I do look at her as the queen of pivoting. I've seen her pivot um, starting in the fitness coaching industry. You guys, if you haven't been watching her for a long time, she used to be a fitness coach. That's where she started. And it was supplemental income. And I don't know if this is going to be any, on any of your slides, um, but supplemental um, income for her other career was kind of like a side hustle. It blew up into something big. I don't even know if you knew it was going to become something really big with great sustainable income for, you know, yourself. But I remember, I think it was in like 2018, you were like, I think I'm going to completely change what I'm doing. I'm going to completely mm -hmm. change what I'm doing. I don't want to be fitness coaching anymore. And mm -hmm. I was like, what? Like for <laughs> me, I was still new in business. I'm like, but we just got started. Like why? Like what? But when you explain the why behind it, yeah. And then like your passion and desire to help people in different areas and how it was much more aligned, like she totally went for it. And it was, it was kind of risky. It was a big risk to go, okay, I'm kind of tired of talking about weight loss and working out. You guys, she used to film all of her workouts in the morning, like in her living room or, or <laughs> in the living room in the bedroom. And she would be doing like skaters. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like skater workouts, it was hit, it was everything. And then she was like, I'm going to pivot. Um, and she has definitely been the queen of pivoting. She has also helped me pivot in my business. And she's made some really big shifts in the past couple of years pivoting again. Um, so if you guys have been thinking about pivoting, changing your niche, this is now a new career for you outside of a career that you're like, I love it. I love the money but it's like sucking the life out of me and I want to do something different. There's really going to be a lot of different stuff that we'll talk about today that will help any of you guys. Um, but when it comes to pivoting, she's one of my most important people. So sorry not to take up too much time. That's amazing. I love, I love these intros. You make me feel so good about myself. <laughs> uh, thank you, Eve. That was beautiful. Yeah. Like you said, we've had every role you could play. We've coached together. We've done collabs together but more most importantly we've been best friends for many many years and will be for life and she her and randall were recently on my podcast so if you guys haven't listened to it it was an amazing episode if you search the really good her, it was so good randall's um, the star of the show in that podcast really you guys ever really know so. what my husband is like he's probably listening through the wall 
he was the star of the whole fucking podcast not he, me he was yeah he was the star, was he was great. star. i was like oh my god who is- he was like running the show i was like you got this i'm gonna sit back <laughs> it was awesome uh but highly recommend listening it was just such a good episode so i love coming here to talk like you guys are eve's people are my favorite people it's one of the only programs i affiliate for i think pretty much the only program i actually put effort into affiliate for and i just believe in it so much so you guys are in the best hands in the world i know you know that um but like you've said we've had so many different iterations in my business and you could say pivot you could say expansion you could say evolution whatever you want to say but what I find, and especially this is probably me for most of you, most of my clients aren't, when they say I need to pivot, they don't actually need to do anything super drastic. They think it sounds very dramatic, right? I got to pivot. And it's usually like claiming something they've already been doing, right? They've probably already been doing something with their clients behind the scenes. They're just not like talking about it or putting a word to it or framework or a definition to it. And that's usually the pivot. It's just like claiming what you've already been doing, right? What you already want to do. And that's like what Eve was saying about my journey. That's really what happened was I realized I built this really successful network marketing business that happened to be in the fitness industry. It was Beachbody. And while I love the health and wellness, it's a huge, worked out at 5 a.m. this morning. Like health is going to always be a huge priority for me. It was never something I was like super passionate about helping others with. It was more so the mindset piece. And then in the business I ran, it was the business building. But I thought, oh, this makes sense. I have experience in this, um, a lot of experience in mindset work. I'm just going to do health and mindset. And after about like six months, and that's why he was like, whoa, this is quick. I realized I never should have done that. I really should have been business coaching the whole time. And so I kind of dove in because I had already been doing it. And that's the biggest thing. We're going to talk about this. I have a slideshow for you guys. But most of the time when people are pivoting, it's not because they want to just like try something new. It's something that has been boiling up for a while or that they have a lot of experience in and they knew that's what I'm really supposed to be doing. So don't worry when you hear the word pivot, sometimes we think, I'm going to make all these changes. And it's usually like really getting clear in your niche or maybe targeting a slightly new niche. I've had a lot of clients who, when they become moms, they tend to go, okay, I have this new passion now. I really want to just talk to moms. Um, so it's also like changes with your stage of life or events that happen to you, um, things like that. So it's, it could be a niche. It could be the way you help people. Maybe like macro tracking is a really great example. That's one avenue. That's somewhere you could be an expert in, but maybe you learn a new expertise that you want to niche down into. And so when we say that word pivot, it might be really slight and it could be a really easy tweak. So, um, I'm going to share a slideshow and what I decided, cause I was going through these last night and I was like, Oh my gosh, there's so much here. <laughs> and I actually did a pivot masterclass and I did two days and it was like very long, but very, very good and very involved. So I'm just going to Eve, I'm going to give you both slideshows and I'll just give you the masterclass just for your macro mentorship. I do sell it. I sell it separately for $77. So if you see it on my socials, don't buy it because I'm going to talk about it today. It's a perfect opportunity, right? Uh, don't buy it. You guys are going to get it. And I want to give you guys the whole thing because we only have, I have a call, uh, Eve knows I have something after this. So I don't want to jip you. There's so much we could talk about. So besides what we talk about today, I'm going to give you that whole class. Um, and it's, it's really in depth. So if you're like, I need to pivot, it'll walk you step-by-step. Step. I'll make sure you guys get the workbook, all that jazz. So that's coming for you. Cause I was like, I don't want to rush this and try to fit two days worth into 50 minutes. That just feels that feels scrunched. And I want to be able to ask, have you guys ask some questions and stuff like that. So let's get going.
only for you. And that's perfect too, because after they uh, watch the masterclass, if they have more questions, they can reach out to you uh, totally. via DMs too. Exactly. Yes. Please, please, please. I love- Don't be afraid. She answers them, you guys. Just... Oh, I do. And it's me. <laughs> it's not my team. It's me. <laughs> I love, I love talking about this stuff too. This is like so fun for me uh, because it's literally why we're here today. And like you've said too, I don't know one entrepreneur who hasn't pivoted. Like you have to, you've got to adapt. You've got to change with the time. So, oh, look, that's Tina. Eve. <laughs> You'll see Ashley in here too. Okay. So this was again, a class It was a two day class. So I, you might see some things that like talk about day two, day one, you're going to get the, the whole thing. So don't worry. But throughout these two days or two classes that you're going to watch, even after this, um, we're going to, can you guys, you can see me, right? You can see the screen. I want to make sure. Yes. Okay, perfect. So make sure. Uh, I don't want to like talk and you're not watching anything. So we're gonna talk about should you pivot because a lot of times you don't need to change much and then you end up changing too much. And I've done this too. Uh, what type of pivot should you focus on first? What steps you should take in executing them? And then what are parts of your brand that have staying power that you can really hone in more powerfully? And what I mean by this is like, for example, my brand is called a pretty awkward entrepreneur. It's the name of my podcast. It's the name of just my brand. And it's been my brand since I was fitness coaching, even remembers like it's literally been my brand pretty much since network marketing my team in network marketing would call heart rate heroes and we would always use the hashtag awkwardly us and it's kind of like attracting people who basically are like hey I feel like I've got something fun and quirky and different about me and I don't want to hide it and I want to actually use it to market myself and what I find everyone is pretty awkward. Literally everyone I know, even if they have the most beautiful, perfect marketing, when I meet them in person, I'm like, oh, y'all belong in this brand. Y'all belong in this community. <laughs> so in, in my company, we just claim it, right? Uh, but that was something that was really made my pivots easier because my brand stayed the same. So we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, you'll probably get, get into that more in the this, the uh, recording that I send you. I just love this quote by Marion Williamson. If you haven't read Return to Love, I really, really love it. Um, it's definitely deep, deep work, uh, deep mindset work, but um, I really love this. And I think it just relates to pivoting so well. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. As we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. I think that's just something good to remember as you are growing in business too. And as you're like talking about your successes and, and all of that, like, that's encouraging other people and you pivoting and you stepping into your next stage, even though it's terrifying, is you doing, I believe, a service to the world. So I just like to share that. So before we dive in, I want to do a super quick recap of my personal pivots. Eve did a nice one. So I'll, I'll skim through this. Over the last 10 years, I've been in business since 2012. So you understand why I'm so passionate about shifting in your business when necessary. I've had three major industry changes. Um, again, most of the clients I work with, they're not changing industries. They're more so changing niches, focuses, business models. That's something we'll talk about as well. So in 2012 to 2017, I was in network marketing. I grew my fitness network marketing business to six figures, but felt the urge to create something of my own. And fun fact, I literally dinner with my dad the other day, who's my CPA. And he's like, I was talking to him about network marketing income. And he's like, Meg, you made more than 110 that year. I have the numbers. So apparently we did better than I thought <laughs> that year, uh, our last year of network marketing. And let me tell you, one thing I miss about network marketing is there was like no overhead. It was wonderful in that sense. And today we still make 
pretty decent money every month from that company because we build it up for so many years. So that's the beautiful thing about residual income. So that was really awesome. But I just realized I was meant for more. I was meant to do more. I felt really restricted in the company. While I loved aspects of the company, I felt just very restricted. I feel like I couldn't really do what I wanted to do. So I pivoted into health and mindset coaching. Um, we scaled pretty quick because I had so much experience, right? It wasn't like I took off overnight. I had five years of business experience to help really take off in this new business. Like Eve said, quickly realized I was meant to do more so life and business coaching. So I pivoted into that and then pivoted into full scope business coaching with a strong mindset approach. So I have a life coach cert, but besides, I don't do life coaching. People come to me to help them build their businesses but I have a very big mindset approach because of that experience. So I do take that into consideration. I do a lot of that work with my clients, you know, business mindset, it's all related, right? Um, so we've obviously had a lot of growth since then. And this past business, we've brought in over 3 million in total revenue in the last five years. So pivots have been huge in our, in our, in our career. And I don't know one person in entrepreneurship who has not had some type of pivot or change or expansion. I don't know one who's really successful. You just have to adapt with how your life changes, right? And again, it might be small. It might be, it might be minuscule. It might not even look like a pivot to the outside world, but to you, it feels really big. So within these industry shifts, I've had smaller things that have led to my success. And this is probably more of what you will have. Changing the level of client I'm helping from beginner to advanced, for example. I'm sure a lot of you have had that. Switching the specific skill I was using with my clients. So again, I was using macro tracking as an example. Maybe you learned something else. And actually, Tina is a great example. She does a lot of hormone coaching. This is Tina. <laughs> she does a lot of hormone coaching. That's a very specific skill. Maybe it's, it's hormone testing, right? So switching the skill I was using with my clients, evolving the social media platforms I use, that's a big pivot is maybe you focus mainly on um, on so traditional social like Instagram and Facebook. And now you're like, I want to dive into SEO. So I want to do blogging and I want to do Pinterest and I want to do YouTube, um, as well as changing the structure. And this has been the biggest pivot I've had in the last few years. I'm still business coaching, but the structure, the way my programs are, the way I show up has massively changed because my life has changed and my priorities have changed. This has helped me stay in love with my business, has helped me build my business around my life, not the other way around, and has helped me stay current and adapt with the shifts the industry and social media is taking. And my most recent pivot has been a structural change to more appropriately match my desired lifestyle. So first you wanna do a quick audit. What is your sticking point? Where do you feel a little stuck? Usually when people are wanting to make a pivot, it's because they're feeling some kind of tension. There's like some, they're hitting against something. They're like, something feels a little off. I feel like I'm meant to do something slightly different. So I'm going to have you answer a few questions to help you decide where you might be stuck right now. And if moving forward requires a change of some kind, because again, you don't want to make changes that aren't necessary just to change things up. I've done that. I know Eve's done that. And we go, why don't we change that? That was silly. It was perfect the way it was. So this will help you kind of determine if you actually need to make a change. Question one, what preceded this stuck feeling? What happened right before this? Was it an incident with a client, a family, friend, personal changes, social media changes, life experiences? Question two, what can you control, right? In how you show up, this is something you can control uh, inside yourself, how you show up, your energy, your work ethic, your resourcefulness, getting to know your clients, 
outside, right? Can you, you, you can't control, or sorry, this is in your control. This is out your, out of your control. You can't control the algorithm. Obviously we wish we could, and you can't control if people sign up. You can put everything, your best effort into your launches, your best effort into your marketing. And at the end of the day, you can't control that. Thinking about your business, at what point is there friction? Are you feeling a little bit of that stuck point? When do you feel that it's not resonating? And again, this is some work you're probably going to do after this because it takes a little bit of space and time. The workbook that I'm going to send over to you guys is really going to help too. It gives you plenty of room to write everything too um, and prompts everything. So you could take notes, but you're going to copy of the slideshow and all that. So don't like worry about frantically taking notes. Question three, what are you resisting? Is there something that you know needs to change and you've been up against it and you're like, this is the sixth month in a row that I talked about this. I was on a Zoom with one of my best friends yesterday and we like help each other out a lot. I actually hired her to do some marketing for me too. And she's been having the same thing come up for like seven, eight months. And she's like, okay, if in two months I am still saying the same thing, you guys need to make me pull the plug. It's like, she's just got a lot going on with the team and all these other things. And she really needs to get rid of some things. And it's like constantly coming up, coming up, coming up. So what are you resisting, right? What can you change? What's like, oh, easily, I can easily change this. And then last question is, what do you need to ride through? What is just a hard season? And you don't necessarily need to change anything. It's just tough, right? And that's going to happen. So people feel this need for a change for one of three reasons. And I want you to pay attention to these because if any of these like hit you, I'd love to hear in the chat too, which ones are hitting you. Um, this will help you better know if you should make a pivot or not. Things aren't working out the way that you want them to, or not at the level you want them to be at or you feel out of alignment. What they're doing is the past version of themselves. They've evolved and it's not in line with their values or priorities anymore. Like me with fitness coaching. I was like, this is not what I'm supposed to do. They're bored, <laughs> lacking creativity and blocked and or not feeling challenged. That was me in network marketing. I was still business coaching. So I was doing what I love because to build a good, a really big network marketing company, you have to be business coaching. But I was so bored. I was so, so bored. And I was like, something's gotta change. I'm not feeling challenged. So why pivot? Let's talk about it for a second. For fulfillment, right? Like I said, you're feeling bored, you're lacking creativity, switching industries or niches to coach on something you're super passionate about because you've learned new ways of being or you have new information. You can no longer see the world the same way and don't feel aligned with your old ways of coaching, right? Um, case studies myself from fitness to business coaching and business coaching methods from old school network marketing to genuine relationship building and attraction marketing leading the way. Those are some um, things I really felt like I'm not fulfilled doing it this way. I have to change it up. Um, my client Ashley, he was actually in a mastermind uh, with Ashley. Uh, after working with Megan, I had a 48K launch filed by several other successful launches. She, she pivoted from network marketing as well to her own business coaching. And that's because she felt very unfulfilled. She's like, there's so much more I know I can do. Another reason people pivot is for money. They want to make more money for profit. Knowing with slight tweaks, rates, raise, number of clients allowed into your programs, obviously without compromising the integrity, you could make a good amount more profit from this specific pivot. So myself from fitness coaching to business, because it was truly my passion and was what I was best at, made more money. Pricing and client focus, raising my private client rates, and therefore the level of client I was reaching helped me take less clients at a higher level in their customer journey who also wanted less calls. So I was making more money per client, but actually working less per client because the client was further along in their journey. 
I raised my rates while cutting the time I spend with clients in half, which allowed me to either take on more or have time to do whatever I wanted, work on other projects, take a nap, doesn't matter. I was really ready for that raise though. And my experience, my knowledge, my client results justified it. It wasn't just like, oh, I want to make more money. Let me double my rates one day. It was like way long overdue. So I want to say that because that's not always the quick fix solution that people make it out to be. If you're not confident in serving, right? If you raise your rates and then, and I've had, I've seen this happen. I've had clients do this before and I'm like, Hey, it's your business, but here's what I'm going to recommend. And I've had clients raise their rates a little bit too fast and they don't show up confidently, or they think they have to like massively over deliver. And all of a sudden they're like, I'm working triple because I raised my rates. And that's not really what we want. We want your experience, your knowledge, your client results. That is proof of, okay, it's time to raise them. Right. My client, Johnny, went from health and fitness coaching to spiritual business coaching and now has pivoted even more to doing more uh, manifestation and just spiritual work um, in general. And because of the work we did, she quickly scaled to six figures within one year of her business. And since then, they, she almost hit half a million one year um, by in, in year two before she pivoted or when, once she pivoted to business coaching. Uh, so the third reason a lot of people um, pivot is for more work-life balance. And this has been my big pivot in the last few years. Uh, when how much you're working is taking you away from why you started, you're like, wait, I don't see my family because of work. And I got started in this business for my family. Something needs to change. When you feel like you're working 24 seven and you got into this business for more time freedom, but yet you're like chained to your business. This happens all the time. I know even I know many people that have experienced this ourselves in some ways, right? Not anymore. But you're like, wait, I got out of a nine to five or I got out of these other jobs for time freedom, yet I feel so stuck to my business. I feel trapped. I literally feel like I'm on a hamster wheel and I can't get off, right? And I've worked with a lot of clients who've been in that position to help get them off the hamster wheel. That's not why you're in business. You're not in business just to make a ton of money and work 24 seven. I mean, maybe you are, I don't know. I know even I aren't. We love our vacations. We love our time doing nothing. We like our time having fun, right? So when you go on vacation and all you do is work or you feel really stuck in your phone in case a client message comes through or a lead comes through, when the amount of energy you're depleting, even if the number of hours seems right, takes too much time to recover from. For example, maybe you're super introverted and you have booked your call calendar like crazy because that's what you think you have to do. So maybe you have four calls a day. doesn't sound like a ton. Maybe they're hours. Four hours a day. That's not a ton of work but you are so depleted because of how much you give in those that you can't do anything else the rest of the day and you feel really stuck there, right? That's probably not the right business model for you. And I see that happen a lot too. So for work-life balance, uh, I'm just gonna skim past this for, for time, just nice little case studies, but ew, Eve, you're here, yay! From ton of one-on-one -on -one macro coaching to hiring really great trained co-coaches to take over majority of the one-on-one -on -one clients. And look how much has evolved since then. Oh my gosh. Eve, you're in here a couple of times. Um, and then the fourth reason is fourth, fifth, maybe I'm losing track of how many reasons. Fourth reason to pivot is for adaptation to the world, to the coaching space and social media, et cetera. Changes in the real world affect the online space, even though we wish they didn't. Obviously, we've experienced that with COVID. Many people had to tweak their programs and offers to fit what was happening in the world, adding some people had to add lower ticket items to their product suite if their ideal clients were massively impacted by, by everything um, or introducing extended payment plans, things like that. 
At the time, I have a, a really great uh, example of this. At the time of lockdown, I was mid-launch, literally mid-launch for my program. I was like halfway through the week of a launch program called Launch Like a Lady Boss. In the last 48 hours, I introduced an extended payment plan for 10 months. It was a $1,000 program. And I, I put out a, a payment plan. I think it was like just under $100. It equaled around a thousand. So that makes that makes sense. Maybe it was 11 months. We doubled enrollment and all those people who couldn't make it happen now had a foolproof plan to launch and make more money in their business without breaking the bank. That felt like such a service. And honestly, we didn't have anyone default on those plans. We didn't one person default on that payment plan. Sometimes I'm a little nervous to do extended payment plans. You definitely got to got to uh, know your audience. Uh, a lot of times they can backfire, but sometimes there's a time and a place. And I felt really called to do it then. And it really, really helped so many more people. And then one other example, uh, my client Holly introduced a year long membership type program that helped business owners become more productive and focus on money making activities. It was a 12 month program. So it had a 12 month payment plan, making it even more affordable for her IDO client. It also allowed her recurring revenue and peace of mind when she took maternity leave, bringing in a full time income, even though she was off for three months. The way the program was structured allowed her not to do calls and pre-plan along with the help of a co-coach. So she was able to like pre-plan everything, stack her call recordings so that she could fully take off for three months. So that's another reason to pivot. Maybe you're prepping for a baby. Maybe you're prepping for a huge vacation. Maybe you just want to take off a few months. You know, um, These are all things that you can set up with a, a structural pivot. So why not pivot? So just really quickly want to talk about this because I see a lot of people pivot for these reasons and it backfires and I don't want you to do that. So you just got started and it's hard, right? How many people are like, business is hard. Why am I doing this? The first few years, even I talk about this all the time, you feel like you're putting in 12 hour days for like $5 an hour. You're like, am I even making any money? This is so much work for such a little return. And then all of a sudden it flips and it's like, whoa, it takes off, right? But it takes time. And so it takes consistency, grit, passion, perseverance. It's gonna be like going up a down escalator until you get to the top where it gets a little easier. So if you're wanting to pivot because you're six months in and not seeing the results you want, I urge you to question that before you dive in. If you truly aren't doing what you want and know deep down you're meant to do something else, then great. Totally permission to pivot. But if you suddenly got clients in this specific niche or industry, would you be singing that tune? Would you be like, oh, I want to pivot, right? If you were getting clients and you didn't want to pivot, then you just need to stay the course or figure out a change in strategy. Maybe the way you're approaching your marketing or messaging isn't clicking with your client, right? Um, and one thing too, with, if you're truly not doing what you want to and know deep down, a lot of times I notice it's not that you're not doing what you want to. It's just that you're leaving out an element. For example, a lot of health coaches I've worked with, they love the mindset aspect. They're like, I don't want to just talk about weight loss. I want to talk about the mindset. And I feel like all I'm doing is the weight loss. And I said, well, why don't you put in a call about mindset? Why don't you weave that into your program? They do. And they feel great. So they didn't actually need to like totally switch from weight loss or switch from health. They just needed to add in that component. Again, sometimes it's not, it's not a pivot. It's just an addition. Another reason not to pivot is your clients are, or you are struggling and it's just a hard season, right? Or in life or the online space, every business has seasons, some with higher sales and some with lower, especially if your business is seasonal or your industry tends to have a spike at certain times, like new year fitness industry spike, the summer tends to be slower for the health industry, right? You're going to go through those hard times, whether it's financially or emotionally, mentally in your business. So don't pivot because you're in one of those seasons. Remember, it's going to pass. It will pass more easily if you work through it and don't try to go around it and escape it. Experience the emotion, find the learning lesson, and you'll come out stronger on the other side. 
And then last, I think this is lastly, you think you can easily make more money pivoting and that's your only reason. And this is the one that I see a lot of people do. I see so many people pivot to business coaching because they think they're going to make more money and they think it'll be easier. Um, so we're going to dive into this next few slides when I ask you questions to answer uh, for you to answer when considering a pivot. But if you want to switch industries or niches purely because you think you can make more money more easily, I urge you to pause. Um, one of my mentors, she says, pause before the pivot. I had her on my podcast recently and she said that, and I loved that. She goes, I always encourage people to pause before the pivot, because especially if this is the reason it's not easier. <laughs> and even I can tell you, it's not easier. It still takes work. It still takes consistency, time, and patience. You got to be like, this is my passion. This is what I meant to do. That's why I pivoted so quickly. I never should have done health coaching. I should have left network marketing and gone right into business coaching. I know that. And so I wasn't going, Ooh, shiny, shiny money. That's why I'm going to go. It was like, Oh, this is what I was supposed to be doing the whole time. This is my passion. I went to school for marketing and communications. Like it was in me. Right. But I was ignoring that. So if the only reason is money, I do, I recommend pausing. I, I it always, I always see it backfire if it's only for money. So questions to ask yourself when considering a pivot. Um, again, you're going to have your a workbook, so don't worry about like taking copious notes and you're going to have space to answer these. Why are you feeling the urge? Where is that inkling coming from? Is it experience? You have a lot more experience and feel called to coach people with this new experience. Is it a life change you've, you've had? I have a significant life change and realize my business needs to shift to match it. Maybe again, you're having a baby. Maybe you're taking care of a, a parent and you're becoming a caregiver. Maybe you and your spouse just realized you want to go on monthly vacations, like whatever it might be, right? Um, education or new information. You've learned something that like rocked your world. You cannot see things the same way anymore you see it through a different lens and you can't go back to how you used to coach you're like i have i've changed so much i feel really out of alignment coaching on something that i don't believe in anymore so number two question to consider is this new industry change or niche change or offer or ideal client again it could be just a little tweak in your ideal client statement um is it something you could rant about all day like you are so freaking passionate about this you would do it for free right i always say that like if you had all the money in the world and you didn't have to worry about anything, would you do it in some semblance for free? For me, my podcast, I will probably do until I'm old and gray because I love podcasting. Like, I don't care if it makes me any money. I don't care if I have a business. I'll probably always do it. Um, so think about that within your business. What are those things that you're like, I would do this no matter what, because it's just fun. I just love it. Are you truly passionate about this shift? Does the potential of this shift happening without a hitch light you up? If you knew you would succeed with this pivot, would you do it and be excited about the new business you have on the other side? And number three, is this pivot inspired just because of the financial potential? Reminder, a pivot isn't final. Taking this step and switching things up is a light risk. You can always go back. I put here remember your Beachbody story. So when I was transitioning from Beachbody to my own health business and right when I met Eve, I remember a friend actually who's in the program with us said to me, Meg, I encourage you to switch your direct deposit you're getting from Beachbody into another account that you can't see or that you, you just don't access easily, right? Because you having that money come in every week is keeping you really safe, right? And this is where you know, some people will quit their jobs and go full-time in their business and it lights a fire under them because they're like, shit, I need to like make this money back. I need to make this money up. I need to replace that income now. And then I see it backfire. Some people do that and they're like, now I'm operating from desperation and stress, right? So it's not saying to do that, obviously. But for me, I knew it was coming in. So I knew I had that 
but actually seeing it was like such a comfort and it didn't make me go all in. So I did that. I put the money in a different account that I never saw. I would, it was like, I didn't know the login. It was hard. It wasn't on my phone. You know, it was just hard to get to. And wow, it made such a difference. I was like, that's it. I'm all in on this other business. I don't have the beach body business anymore. I talked to my team. I made sure everything was good there. I went all in. And in six months, that was a six figure business because I was like, that's it. I'm just going all in on this, all of my energy. Um, but one of the biggest things I said to myself that really helped, cause I'm definitely more of a type a, even though I'm an entrepreneur, I'm also, also risk averse. It's very weird. My, my, I'm always like, what am I doing? I want to take risks, but I'm also like security. So I'm sure a lot of you have the same things like fighting all the time. And so to help me take this risk and go all in, I also said to myself, I could always go back. I didn't quit the company. I still make money from it today. I could always go back to it. Like it's still there. And that's the thing I want you to remember. Say if you're pivoting your ideal client or your niche or your offer, you can always go back. Like no one is telling you you can't. So just remember that because that's something that I think a lot of people like think it's final. Okay, so should you pivot? I want you to think that through. Uh, maybe the answer is, oh my gosh, no, after this. And you're like, I'm good. I'm staying where I'm at. Amazing. Maybe it is. Um, and that's incredible. And we'll talk through the different types. So different types and ones you should focus on first. So now you're a little bit, hopefully more clear on if you should make a change. And I hope more confident with your decision. If you don't believe it can happen, or you don't believe it's truly the right decision for you, I want you to execute on your pivot plan with confidence. Otherwise it won't work, right? So you could say you wanna do something, you know this, like where the mind goes, that's that's where, where we focus, that's what expands. So for focusing on, I don't think it's gonna work, I'm really nervous, that's all that we're gonna, gonna see, right? So you've gotta be really confident in this skill set and in this pivot. So there are many, many ways to pivot. And sometimes we jump the gun making a bigger pivot than necessary. So this is gonna help you focus on the pivot that you should be planning first. So industry, pivoting entire industry, right? Example, from fitness to, to business mentorship, from fitness coaching to spiritual mentorship. Um, why people do this is experience. They've honed a skill that fits into a different industry or example, building a successful online business for three years as a fitness, as a fitness coach how to build a successful online fitness business. I've had a lot of clients do this very successfully. Eve, you're here. Um, knowledge, they have taken classes or received certifications, right? For a specific skill set that's new in their industry. When is it, when it's appropriate is when you feel really confident that you can help a client experience a transformation in this new field because of your experience, because of your knowledge, or ideally a combination of both successful examples, me from fitness to business coaching and Eve with macro mentorship. It was like slam dunk. Why haven't you been doing this before? Right. And look, look where it's, where it's grown. It's pretty incredible. Uh, another uh, pivot example is niche or expertise. And this is what I, I have a feeling most of you, if you're going to pivot, are going to experience. This is where most people I work with actually pivot. Uh, shifting the type of coaching you do or the service you provide within the same industry or becoming more well-known for a specific expertise. Like this is my jam. This is what I'm going to do. So health and wellness uh, to more of a mindset focus, for example, launch strategy to funnel build out, general biz coaching to sales strategy. So someone's like, I'm a launch strategist and now they want to work more on funnel build outs and that's what they want to become known for. Why people do this? Skill development. They've honed in on a specific skill, usually within a combination of experience, having come across this with many current clients and knowledge accumulation. They've taken classes, courses, et cetera, to get better at this skill. 
So experience, it's one thing to know something logically, but when you take the knowledge and implement it, magic happens. Usually people who are craving this kind of shift and do it confidently have both skill development, knowledge, and the experience to back it up. So when is it appropriate? When you've honed in on skills you're confident in and have proof that it works within your own life and client case studies. And note, I find a lot of times people have been using this expertise for some time. We, we talked about this at the beginning. They just didn't claim it. It's like, you've already been doing this. You're just not talking about it. So this is more of an owning what you're already doing secretly inside your programs. And I hope that statement, like I really, I encourage you actually to take a screenshot of that. People get so nervous when they're pivoting, when they're changing things around. It's scary. Making You guys know you coach people who are making really big changes in their life and their health, right? It's terrifying getting out of our comfort zone. People will say they're, they feel really unhappy in their body, but yet they're so scared to change because they've become really comfortable in that uncomfortability, right? And so this is going to help you make those changes more confidently because you're like, oh my gosh, I've literally been doing this. I'm actually not making crazy changes. I'm just telling the outside world now I'm telling my it's my in my marketing, right? So some successful examples, I've had uh, one of my clients, Holly, she like really honed in on productivity and was like, that's my jam. That's what, what people are going to hire me for. Um, a client, Courtney general, she went from more general health and wellness and fitness to NLP mindset, fitness coaching hybrid. She was doing that with her clients already. So she just like owned that and started to become known as the coach who could help with a lot of mindset work within the health. And then me uh, with pivoting, <laughs> it's kind of inceptioning. I help a lot of people. I call it more so biz remodel now um, versus pivot and evolution. So I help a lot of, this is more established entrepreneurs because beginners usually don't need to pivot anything. You just need to get going, right? But when someone's more established and they're like, I want to have a baby or I want to work less or I really want to scale and I don't think my model is sustainable or scalable. That's what I really do is I, I work with people who are in biz remodels. Another kind of pivot you might be doing is a client pivot. So this is shifting the type of client you're serving, whether that's lifestyle or identity focus or customer journey. Um, so example, from beginners to clients deeper in their journey, right? They don't need to be taught those beginning concepts anymore. Maybe that's an example of someone who like, maybe you were helping someone who does not know what a macro is and teaching them how to learn it. And now maybe you're like, you have a program and you might have multiple programs. So this might not even be that you're getting rid of the other client that you're helping. You're just adding on. So maybe you now want to have a, an advanced program where you're helping someone who's already like really great with macros. You're like, I know it. I rock that, but I'm ready now for bigger and better things. I'm ready to, to focus on, on more advanced topics within the health industry. Um, some ex another example, beginning business owners versus five years in, right? Uh, any business owner, it's ADHD entrepreneurs. I had a VIP day client and that's what we worked on is she honed in and zeroed in on helping ADHD entrepreneurs. Her business boomed after that. Um, why people do this? Passion, connection, service. They're passionate about serving a specific type of client because of their connection to them, whether a shared identity, a shared lived experience, a lifestyle, right? One of my clients, Haley, she's niche down. We really focused a lot on this last year, niche down to helping fitness coaches who are parents specifically. And it's changed the game for her business. It changed the game for her marketing. That's who she is. She's got two small kids under five years old and that's who she wants to help.
fulfillment they have developed and evolved along their own journey. And they want to talk about or coach on deeper things, which usually requires a client at a higher level in their journey. So when is it appropriate to have a client pivot? When you truly identify with that specific identity lifestyle, because you've either lived it or you're going through it now, or someone near and dear to you has, right? I've seen this happen a lot too, where maybe one of their family members is going through something. And so you, you've, uh, maybe it's caregivers. You became a caregiver for a parent or someone in your family, and you know how hard it is to keep up with your health and wellness as a caregiver, you want to help other people who are caregivers. That's just an example of I've seen where people have changed the type of client, the identity of the client. When you've had a lot of growth along your own journey, and you feel experienced enough to help someone else at a step just before you, this is where a lot of people will start helping beginners, and then they'll create programs for people more advanced. Uh, again, I had two examples of clients, uh, client Taryn, who's uh, a VIP day client, and she focused specifically on ADHD specific entrepreneurs versus just any entrepreneur. And that's because that's her identity and her lifestyle. And then my client, Isabella, she focused on helping higher level clients, clients at a um, higher level in their, I don't love saying higher level, I should say more established in their entrepreneur journey. They've just been in it longer, right? They've been in it longer. They've made more money and they have new, more money, more problems, right? They have new problems that they need to talk about. She wanted to talk about those different problems. So further out in their journey. Another type of pivot you might be considering, and this is one that you might do in congruence with others, right? So social media changing all the time. So shifting the social platform you're marketing on or adding to your current one. So example from maybe solely using Instagram to making your podcast, Facebook group, or TikTok your main part marketing platform from only doing static posts on your Instagram to prioritizing reels and live video because you thrive on video. Uh, why people do this to diversify their lead pool, to reach their client more directly. Certain clients are on different platforms. I have a couple clients in my program who only use LinkedIn. That's it. And I, I feel really bad when they ask me questions about it. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a LinkedIn expert. We have a, we have a lesson on LinkedIn from an expert, but that's, you know, it's, it's more of an intro thing. Um, but, but they've, that's where their people are. They're helping people in corporate and that's where they're hanging out. And so really think like, where are your people too? Not everyone is just on Instagram and something to consider too for SEO. This is something that we're going to hopefully dive in this year. It's like a big goal um, in the second half of the year is when people are on scrolling on Facebook or scrolling on Instagram, they're not going on those apps to go, I'm going to search for health coaches. Some people maybe are, maybe some people are, but it's a social app versus YouTube or Pinterest or Google, right? Those are searchable. They're searching how to lose fat, how to track macros, how to build a business online. So if you have any SEO stuff in there, that's truly client attraction. That's them seeking you out. So I'm just starting to realize like how valuable it is. And it's just something I wish I started sooner. So just planting that seed. Um, but maybe to reach a new audience or different clientele or to use their talents or do what lights them up. Maybe they love speaking and they're like, man, I should have had a podcast for a long time. They love being on video and they never got on video. So they're finally going to do that. Or they love writing. So they're like, I could write all day long. I'm going to start a blog and then I'm going to repurpose it into my Instagram post. Right. It's appropriate anytime, but only commit and, and aren't only can only if you commit, right. And you're not just jumping ship for an easier platform. Same thing about the industry talk. I don't really think there's an easier platform. I think every platform has its challenges, but I'm a really big believer in going all in on one to two, maybe 
and not moving on to something else until you've mastered that and you've got a system. Like you've got a system, you're doing it quickly, you have time and space, maybe team helping to start another platform. Um, I had a client go from prioritizing Instagram to TikTok. She's got now over 40,000 followers on TikTok and that's where pretty much all of her clients come from because she realized that it's such a TikTok is such a niche platform and she's a binge eating coach. It's very, very niche. And she realized, man, that is like where my people are. And now she just repurposes a lot of that stuff to Instagram. So instead of Instagram to TikTok, she TikToks her, her priority platform every day creates for that app and then repurposes it to Instagram. So maybe you want to have more of a structural pivot. This is, I think, the last type of pivot. Um, what it is, pivoting the way you run your business. That could include the number of hours you're working, the methods you use. Maybe you switch from all live coaching to having a course or having passive programs, or maybe you do only one-on-one and you're switching to having a group. Uh, example from lots of coaching calls to more courses, classes, affiliate marketing. Why people do this lifestyle alignment, their life or desired life has shifted, is shifting, and they want their business to support that, not compete with it. Creative fulfillment. They're realizing that they're more of a teacher versus a coach or more of a coach versus a teacher. And so they want to lean into that, which requires a shift in structure. I've literally seen this happen where someone has a course and they realize, I really want to do some live coaching. And so they start to do that or vice versa, where someone's like, all I'm doing is live coaching. I really want to teach and I want to have some passive income coming in. Then they switch to creating a course or a group program. When is it appropriate? When something big changes in their life or they're anticipating want to get ready for a big change, when they're feeling unfulfilled and want to run their business in a way that's letting them do what they love in their day to day. So I'm a successful example of this. I went from purely coaching um, to coaching and creating. I was literally like on calls all day long, every day. It was like Monday through Friday, at least four calls a day. I had a lot of clients. I was making great, great money, but man, I could not sustain that. I was like, I can't have a kid like this. And that's a huge goal of ours this year. And so the last two years, we really restructured a lot. Um, and not only that, but I am truly a creator. Like I love, love creating. I grew up doing musical theater. I grew up in, that's like, I was a professional in theater for two years. That's literally how I made my living. And I felt like I need to do this. It's like part of who I am. And so I didn't have any space to create. I was like, ah, I need time to create. And so it was, it wasn't just for a lifestyle, but it was also for fulfillment. Right. So it was a little bit of both. Um, and then I bumped this one in because I tend to have a lot of network marketers follow me because of my story. So basically switching from network marketing to business, if you've established social presence, but you're starting to put out your own products and services, um, moving from network marketing to putting out your own product, e-commerce, moving from network marketing to your own coaching business where people don't have to buy into the company or the product, they can hire you for coaching alone. Um, why people do this? This is me. I felt really limited and stunted at my current network marketing company, and I wanted to offer more. I felt unfulfilled, wanted to branch out, and to diversify their income. Network marketing is still dictated by the company at large, and you're not in control of what they launch or their pricing structure. And I realized that real quick when Beachbody switched from DVDs back in the day to digital, which they had to, of course. Um, our income drastically dropped because we weren't now getting paid for each DVD sale, which costs more. Now it was really cheap for them to sign up because it was just all digital, which was great for the consumer, really not great for the coach on the, the business owner. And we were like, all right, we got to figure out some more ways to make money within this company now. And that was the first like planting of the seed. Eve, I don't remember 
if that happened before I met you, I think it happened before I met you, but I just remember being like, whoa, my income just dropped. This is scary. Uh, I just realized I'm not in control of this. And you pretty quickly realize like, it's great. And I think there's really many good things to network marketing, but you're just not in control of it. And I wanted to be in control of something. So when is appropriate, when a big change happens at the company you don't align with, when you're feeling pulled to share a new expertise or knowledge, or when you're being asked if you offer anything else. And that was happening to me too. People were like, hey, can I work with you, but not within Beachbody? And I was like, uh, uh, I guess, I don't know how, let me figure that out. So myself, Ashley Laughlin, Jamie King is another great example, the Slay Coach. Uh, we all were in Beachbody, funny enough. So I said, this can be, note, this can really just be an offer or client pivot. Your message can really stay the same, but how you help them changes. So that was why I transitioned into health coaching. Cause I was like, oh, I don't need to change much on my page or my ideal clients, pretty much the same. It's just, I'm going from only Beachbody products to now helping people um, with my own coaching, right? So that's an example. So for you to write down after this is which type, and I'm curious if you wanna drop in the chat, if anyone knows just from that section, what type of pivot are you most likely going to make first? I'm curious which ones you're you're thinking. So the last part, and we're going to dive into this in the recording that you're going to get, is the specific steps to execute a powerful pivot. So there is a method to the madness. So now you know, should you, yes or no, right? Which, if yes, if yes, you want to make a change, what change should that be? You have those five different um, examples industry, client niche, social media platform, network marketing, offer. I feel like there was something else too. Uh, and now you can go, what are the steps? What do I do now that I know, right? Uh, in this section, we're going to dive deep into my framework for a powerful pivot with many adjustments for personal case. It has to be unique to you, right? Um, so pre-work, you've got to do an audit of your current business. You can't move forward. It's the whole thing. You can't drive somewhere if you don't know where you're going, right? If you're like, I want to get somewhere. Well, you need the map. You need the GPS. Uh, what is working? What do you like doing that you want to keep doing? What's not working? What is prompting this urge to pivot? Revisit the questions that you answered at the beginning. What is working but feels like maybe it just needs a tune-up? It needs a makeover or a slightly smaller pivot being most likely uh, in that scenario. So I'm going to go over phase one um, really quick, and then I want to have the last couple minutes for questions, and then I'm going to send you guys the rest of the phases, and you can DM me any questions you have. Decide, or even if there's like a Facebook group you want to start a thread, I can totally jump in there too. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, phase one is decide on the type of pivot and take the appropriate first step. So once you get clear on what it is and it, what is and isn't working in your current business audit, you're going to have more clarity on which pivot you want to make first. Some pivots will naturally include more than one of the types we listed, like you might be changing industries and niche and client and offer because you're changing industries, right? That's a big one. Uh, another note, all of these pivots will require market research. You should have a good idea on which type of pivot you need to make based on our last section. So we're going to break down first steps for each type before moving on to phase two. So if you're going to make an industry pivot, uh, that's pretty big. It involves a little bit more time and preparation and patience because you're completely changing how you help people mainly the transformation. So a lot of the times though, the actual transformation ends up being the same in the long run, happiness, fulfillment, but the means to which you help them shifts. And so your marketing needs to follow suit. Remember in a different industry, your ideal clients are searching for something different. The result might be similar, but they're actively searching for something different. It's the whole get them in with what they want uh, or what they think they need and then give them what they actually need. Most coaching experiences, regardless of industry, will result in more happiness, growth, fulfillment, et cetera.
So first you need to do some research, get to know this new industry. What are some of the norms when it comes to offerings? What is the average pricing like for these offerings? What are some of the different ideal client profiles within the industry? What are they specifically seeking out? What transformations are they wanting to experience? What words, phrases, terms do they use to describe this desire and the problem they're currently experiencing? Gather as much data as you can so you can get to know the industry as a whole and the different possible client niches within the industry. Step two, what is your story and experience? What is prompting you to make this change right now? Go back to the pre-work section for a refresher. This is part of your story. It's important to go back to the basics in this sense, something we all probably should do more often, especially if you're making a big pivot. And this will help you in your social media pivot plan later. Step three, find a link between your old and your new niche. This is really, really big. Playing off of your story section, what are some of the links you can make between the two industries? This will help you pivot a little bit more seamlessly with your social plan and start feeling more confident to start speaking to this new client within this new industry. So example, from fitness to business, most, if not everyone who experiences a physical transformation also experiences an emotional and mental transformation, right? They start thinking more clearly, their clarity results in more dreaming and more confidence. That results in them taking action on things that they've been thinking of doing for years, perhaps starting a business, right? That might've happened to you. So quick note, while a lot of people consuming your content are there for the niche you're focusing on, they, like you, evolve. Some of those people will evolve with you. I've seen this time and again with clients and myself when pivoting from fitness to more business or mindset type coaching. And that is why this is so, this link, making this link between the two is so important. It can help you get your first few clients from your current audience while you're building up your new content plan for your new industry. I can't tell you how many people I coach in the health world who ended up becoming business coaching clients. Very natural progression. So what's your first step? Be sure to jot it down and then circle the crap out of it in your workbook. If you are having more of a niche or expertise pivot, again, still got to do that research uh, and start paying attention to your clients and to your audience. What are they struggling with that your new niche or expertise can help? What are they desiring that your new niche hyper focuses on? What's that sticking point that when they move past it, everything changes. This will just help you write content too. Um, here's a quick top three client exercise. I'm going to end with this. Um, and then again, I'm going to send you guys the rest of the, the training so you can like really dive in. Um, I recommend scheduling time to watch it because there's a lot of good stuff, even just for content for you here. Um, but this exercise is so simple and has helped me and my clients so much with content when it comes to wanting to attract the right person. So it's a three top three client exercise. I'm going to take you through it really quick. Anytime you're feeling a shift in your business or you just need an ego boost, it's really good. This will help you identify some similarities between your clients and find the secret sauce within your coaching. Um, a lot of times what people deem their expertise or their niche. And remember for this pivot, a lot of the time I find people aren't shifting a ton in the actual coaching, but getting more specific in their marketing. This way you can mainly coach on the expertise skill set you love and get really excited. So first you're going to write out the names of your top three clients. Who do you love? Who are you like? I would clone them if I could. They're amazing. I love coaching them. They're the best. Next to their name, answer the following questions. What did they come to you with? What was the catalyst that made them sign up? What made them go, I need your help? And when I say moments here, go back and literally ask them, was there a specific moment that occurred in your day that made you go, I need help? I need help. Like something specific for help, for example, maybe it's that they saw um, themselves in a picture and they were like, I need something needs to change, right? I don't feel comfortable. Um, so think about like specific things that happen throughout their day. 
but literally go ask them. They're your clients. They'll be happy to tell you. Why did they pick you over someone else? Again, go ask them. Um, how are you different? What skills did you have? What about your testimonial spoke to them? What about your content? Maybe it's just like your energy or your attitude, right? Have these questions in your application. Literally screenshot this. I have this in my application. It is so helpful. I cannot tell you. I've, ri I've written content because of these answers. Why are you applying to work with me, right? Your name. What about her, him, they makes you interested in working with them. Meg's example, why do you feel that this program and having Meg as your coach might be the right fit to really get your business off the ground to quit your nine to five? What about this program slash Meg appeals to you? That was from my group program. And again, really gave us so much valuable market research content. Also, it helped us go, how are people perceiving me? Like, I really want to know, because sometimes you're being perceived in a way you don't want to be, or sometimes you're being perceived in a way you're like, oh, I didn't know people think that. Great. I love that. I want to lean into that. Uh, oops, I went backwards. Um, screenshot this too. What was the light bulb moment that things shifted for them? This will help hone in on your expertise more and what you should be educating on. What did you actually do with them? What led to that light bulb moment? Was it an exercise, a tool, a question, a specific module they watched, right? What were their results? And what was the domino effect of the rest of their life? What else changed because of, of the result that you helped them achieve? Example, someone lost 10 pounds. They felt so confident in their body and self. They went on to ask for a raise at their job and got rid of a toxic friendship because of that. How did you make them feel during the coaching or service provider experience? Ask them this if you don't know. Like say, what are some words that describe how you feel in our coaching container? And this is really, really, really huge because it will stand true no matter what pivots you make. You're always going to make people feel that way. That's how you are. So this can be one of those links for your coaching, right? Like in my coaching, I really help hold space for my clients. I help them feel seen. I never judge them. They, they feel so ready to be themselves so that we can really move forward faster. It's going to help you differentiate yourself from anyone else offering the same niche or expertise. And this is largely why people will come back to you. It definitely is for me. Sure, the results are great, but it's how you facilitated the results that stick out. It's kind of that old saying, it's not what you say, but how you make people feel. Okay, there's so much more, which is why I was like, I'm going to give you guys the, the workshop because I don't want you to like get... Um, gypped there's like four other steps so if you're going to make a pivot you're going to have every step that you need to make a pivot i know that was a lot i hope your brains are okay yeah eve what were you going to say you have something to say about that yeah it was when you were talking about one of the reasons of why people make the switch being money is the biggest driven one yeah um megan and i have seen a lot of people um who were fitness coaches become business coaches because of the money. Um, and you guys definitely have to always do your research to make sure people have a great track record, but it's not a great idea to become a master or an expert in something that you haven't established your own track record in. I mean, we've seen it a lot. We, see, we saw a lot of coaches that were maybe just to throw out money, maybe only making 40, 50K a year, which isn't bad but then become a business coach to make more money. We see a lot of business coaches tell coaches, like you guys on here, go into business coaching, you'll make more money. And mm -hmm. so it was a really big deal for Megan and I to show that we could bring in multiple six figures with business, or sorry, with fitness coaching alone before we became experts to lead other people. So like mm -hmm. she was saying, if you're not you know, doing 
um, or performing at the level that you want to in one thing, don't drastically change it because the issues that you may have not solved, maybe it's clarity in your marketing, your confidence, mm -hmm. your messaging systems, whatever. If you don't fix it in one spot, the grass won't always be greener to make an industry shift because of money. And then we've seen, you know, fitness coaches become business coaches that still can't make the money that they're wanting to make. You guys get that? Yeah. Be an expert in one area before you just jump gun to um, make money in a completely different industry. So always do your research. Do your It'll research so with business more. coaches. Oh yeah. It'll be so much more sustainable too. Like you'll be happier. I do have to hop off because I have another call, but I want to answer this really quick. Um, I love mm -hmm. these questions. Um, hello, fellow Beachbody coaches. I still, I just had my shake right before. Like I still love the products and stuff. I was just like, there's so much more out there than this. I want to do something else. Um, so this is super helpful. I'm so glad, Jen. I was wondering if you formally denounced your Beachbody partnership. I'm currently in the same boat, wondering if people still think when I talk about coaching. So I didn't go like, I'm never beach body coaching again, necessarily. I just said, um, I made it clear what this program, when I'd had my first launch, I made it clear what it was. So I said, Hey, for those of you who have been, um, in the beach body world with me, this is different. This is, um, technically coaching with me and here's what's included. Now, can you upgrade to the workouts? Cause I wasn't qualified to write workouts. So I didn't do that. Um, yeah, you can totally have that as an add on. So I actually treated it more as an affiliate ship, but behind the scenes, but I did make it clear. Actually, I guess if I'm, as I'm saying this out loud, I guess I kind of did denounce it. I just didn't think of it like that. You know, I was more so like, it wasn't that I wasn't doing Beachbody. It was more so I am doing this. I was like, here's my new coaching. You don't have to sign up for Beachbody to do it. You don't have to get the workouts to do it, right? Um, and I actually have had quite a few clients I've helped transition from Beachbody to to their own business. And you just need, you do need to make it clear for them. Yeah, that's really important. Um, how to talk about macro coaching. Yeah, honestly, for anyone who's like, I want to have a launch, I would do a structured launch and start talking about things that your program specifies in, especially if it's macros, that's really different than Beachbody unless they've added it. And I don't, I don't know. I haven't been doing it in a while. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't, I know they had like to be mindset and like some other stuff, but that came out right when I left was to be mindset. I was like, Oh, this actually sounds okay. And I'm leaving now. <laughs> it was one of the reasons I didn't love it anymore. I was like, this is so restrictive. I can't do it anymore. Um, but I, I'm glad that they've evolved, but that's what I would recommend is like having a structured launch and going, what are the differences? And then what, also what are the links and just making it really clear that this is not a beach body program that you have to do. Yeah. Awesome. And that could be like in the FAQ on like a landing page, like the difference. Totally. So they know that this might be more like elite or like VIP, whatever exactly. word you want to put in there. I love that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I will, Eve, I'll have Claire send over the recordings, the workbooks for you guys. So you can dive in the day one. You probably can skip to almost the end. Um, because you already watched the, this and then you'll have day two as well and the workbook we, we mark it down so go through that please save the time it's really really good do not share it with anyone um and don't buy it when i talk about it today on my stories if you're following me you have it um and then if you have questions just feel free to dm or even if you want i can jump in the facebook group and answer questions happy to do that too cool that's perfect yeah this was really really yeah. good thank you so oh. much if, if it feels like it was definitely right on time for a lot of people and you know we have that q1 energy of like who am i going to be this year in my business and you know yes. the answer is you always get to decide whoever you want to be so 100%. and there was a post that megan had on her page i think it's pinned to the top 
it's something like what is it uh hold on i don't want to mess up the quote real quick before we go 2023 is the way of it is 2023 is the year of doing shit our way so mm -hmm. i felt like that was perfect for your presentation yeah. today i love it I love thank it. you so yeah. much we appreciate your time I'll love get this all. uploaded later today, you guys, and then I'll link all of those other goodies, but go check Megan out. Um, yeah. Let her know if you have any questions. And if you took a cute photo, go ahead and, and give her a chance. Yeah. So we love thank those. you, we Megan. Love you guys bye have bye. a great day. Have a good day. See you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Make sure you like, share, and tag us on Instagram. Also, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes. In the meantime, be healthy and get wealthy.